Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Most people believe when they go to heaven, they're going to go to heaven because they're good enough. They've earned their way to heaven. They add up the good things and hope they've done more than the bad things. But that is not true at all. You see, good people don't go to heaven. Well, Pastor Mark, I'm better than them. It doesn't matter. You can never be good enough. Good enough is perfection. And since we started with sin, forget the practice. We'll never be there. Most people think that Although they've done things that they're not proud of, they're not as bad as other people. Maybe that other person is Charles Manson or Jeffrey Dahmer, for instance. And this dubious standard is what they think qualifies them to get into heaven. Pastor Mark's teaching today will make it clear that God's standard is quite a bit different and more stringent than that of most people. You'll hear that you have absolutely no chance to make it into heaven based on your actions. But you'll also hear that there's an alternative way into heaven, one that God himself set up. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of Matthew, chapter 1, as he continues his message, God's greatest gift to us. You see the little strips of ordinary cloth. That was the swaddling cloth. That was what Jesus was wrapped in. You see, Jesus came in humble wrappings. Why? To identify with you and with me. There isn't anybody here that's special. We're just ordinary people. We're all equal. And so Jesus came, and these claws were normal in those kind of days, wrapped around the baby for protection. And it symbolized the humble, dependent position of a newborn baby. It's hard for us to imagine, isn't it? God dependent totally on Mary and Joseph. But he was. Baby Jesus was totally dependent on Mary and Joseph. He would be raised as a dependent child. Yet later in life, Mary and Joseph would become totally dependent on Jesus as an adult because they would have to receive Jesus and his gift of salvation. Now, many people wonder why Jesus came to this earth. It was interesting in the last service, maybe about 14 or 15 year old came to me at the end of the service and he says, I finally get it. I know what Christmas is about. Well, that's not unusual. You see, Joseph was told why Jesus came. Matthew 1 
Speaking to Joseph, an angel said, and she, Mary, will have a son, and you're to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. You see, Jesus came to earth to save us from our sins. Now, how in the world did we become sinners? Well, when Adam and Eve sinned, the DNA of man was corrupted. So you were born as a child, as a baby, in the womb with a sin nature. But outside of that sin nature, we also sin by practice. Now, I don't want anybody to raise their hands, but the Bible teaches us to be patient. How many might have lost patience in the last seven days in the stores and on the roads. Good. Don't raise your hand. We're all, well, let's just raise your hands. How, much, how many of us are guilty? We're all guilty. See, we sinned by practice. That's just the way it was. We were there yesterday at Chick-fil-A and getting stuff, and all these people were saying, Pastor Mark, Pastor Mark. See, I have to behave wherever I go constantly. <laughs> but that's impossible because I'm human like you. So understand, God knew that every person... Born with sin, the Bible says it like this, for we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. You see, God knew our sins would separate us from him forever. And we had to have a solution to our sin. Well, how did that solution look? We see it in Romans chapter 3, verse 24. Look at this. Out of sheer generosity, he put us in right standing with himself. A pure gift. He got us out of the mess we were in, and he restored us to where he always wanted us to be, in a relationship with God. See, sin separates us from God. He restored us to where he always wanted us to be. And how did he do it? Look at it. And he did it by the means of Jesus Christ. Say it with me. Everyone needs a Savior. See, there's no exceptions. There's no exceptions. But how did Jesus save us from our sins? Well, two other gifts come on the scene for us. Two other gifts. And Jesus didn't come to this earth alone. He came with other gifts. And you're going to see two gifts. The gift of grace and the gift of forgiveness. You see, when Jesus came as the gift, he brought with him grace and forgiveness. Now, what is grace? Grace is simple. I have it for you. You can see it. It's this. It's getting what we don't deserve. Now, an example of that is written by Paul. Look at this verse. But God showed us his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. Jesus died 2,000 years ago. You and I weren't born. He already died for us. He died for the whole world. We don't deserve it. He died and we don't deserve it. This was the gift. He showed us his love by sending Jesus to die before we even knew about salvation because we'd never even been born. But this is where the greatest confusion comes. So we have the gift of Jesus, 
and we have the gift of grace and we have the gift of forgiveness. Where is the confusion? Here it is. Most people believe guaranteed all around the world. I've been in hundreds and hundreds of places talking to people about this, probably over 80 nations in the world. It's the same everywhere. It doesn't matter. Bowing down to idols, bringing sacrifices, bringing food to dead lives in churches in America. Most people believe when they go to heaven, they're going to go to heaven because they're good enough. They've earned their way to heaven. They add up the good things and hope they've done more than the bad things. But that is not true at all. You see, good people don't go to heaven. Well, Pastor Mark, I'm better than them. It doesn't matter. You can never be good enough. Good enough is perfection. And since we started with sin, forget the practice. We'll never be there. So there's a great story. I just want to tell you about it. It gives the point, I think. A man died and he went to heaven's gates. He wanted to get in. St. Peter was there. And St. Peter said to him, you want to come into heaven? Here's how it works. You need 100 points to get into heaven. Man said, okay. He says, so Peter says, you tell me all the good things you've done. And as you tell me, I'll give you a certain number of points for each item, depending how good you are. And when you get to 100, come on into heaven. The man said, good enough. So the man said this, I was married to the same woman for 50 years. Now, really, this should go to the wife, not the man. (laughs) Come on, ladies. I gave you a point there. Let's go. Come on. Okay. I was married to the same woman for 50 years and never cheated on her, even in my heart. That's wonderful, said St. Peter. That's worth three points. He said three points. 50 years? I'm down to 97. Okay, well, I attended church all my life. And I supported its ministry with my money and time and talents. Peter said, terrific. That's what you're supposed to do. He said, that's certainly worth one point. One point. 96. How about this? I started a soup kitchen in my city and worked in a shelter for the homeless. And St. Peter said, that's exactly what we're supposed to do. Do good things for the poor. Fantastic. That's good for two more points. And the man said, two points, is that all? At this rate, the only way I'll get into heaven is by the grace of God. And Peter said, come on in. The only way you will get to heaven is by the grace of God. To see, that idea that any of us could be good enough, it is not biblical at all. It's man's way of trying to earn or buy his way into heaven. Let me show you how that works. Ephesians 1, 7, in him, Jesus, look at the verse, in him, we have redemption through his blood. This forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. So notice what you have. You have grace and forgiveness that work together. That's the solution. Who brought it? Jesus. He came with grace and truth. 
He paid for our sin, which we could not do on the cross. So here's what you want to write or even think about. Good people don't go to heaven. Say it with me, the last part. Only forgiven people go to heaven. So that is the crux. Jesus was sent to this world to offer man grace, unmerited, not I don't deserve it, and forgiveness. These grace gifts by God are simply received because I can't earn them, I can't buy them. Now, it's interesting to me that God knew what man would try to do. You see, we're raised in a society where we kind of do good, better, best. College, the curve. They got into this college because their grades were better than mine. But God doesn't grade on the curve. We're all equal. We're all sinners. We can't get there. And so God put in the Bible two amazing verses that are just crystal clear. Let me show them to you. God saved you by his grace when you believe. So it's about a belief in Jesus Christ. And you can't trade credit for this. It is, say it with me, it's a gift from who? It's a gift from God. Salvation is, here we go, not a reward. Now think about that. It's not a reward. It's not a reward for the good things we have done. doesn't matter how many good things. It is not a reward. So that none of us can boast about it. There's the clear picture of the gospel. So this brings something that you need to understand. We're talking about the greatest gift. Well, your greatest need is this. Let's say it together. You'll see it. Let's say this. My greatest need is forgiveness. The greatest gift, Jesus. He brought grace and he brought forgiveness. You can't get forgiveness of your sins without Jesus. There's only one way to God. His name is Jesus. He came because he saved his people from their sins. You see, God didn't just send Jesus with a couple gifts. He sent him with a lot of gifts. I can't go into all of them, but I want to give you two more because this is really powerful. When Jesus came, he didn't only give us grace and forgiveness, but he gave us one more. He gave us the Holy Spirit. Now, if you come from a Catholic background, you know the Holy Spirit. Get your hands up. Let's practice it. Those of you who came from the Catholic, here we go. Father, Son, Holy. Come on, you can do it again. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. There it is. But sometimes, even in a Christian church, even in a Protestant church, we don't understand the Holy Spirit. What is the Holy Spirit? Well, the Holy Spirit's that. <laughs> what is that? I got an itch over here. Well, what is that? No, the Holy Spirit is God. He's a person. So when Jesus left this earth, he went back to heaven and he sent God, the Holy Spirit, to come and live in us. Look how Paul writes this. You see it on 1 Corinthians 6, 19. Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? Look at this. Who lives in you 
and was given to you by God. Now look at me. At the moment you become a Christian and your sins are forgiven, God sends the Holy Spirit to come and simply take up residence in us. Permanent residence. Christ followers have God, the Holy Spirit, living in them 24-7. How awesome is that? So I want you to just wake up your neighbor right now and say, right to them, point, point them like this, right at their finger. Oh, come on now, we do this a lot. Point them right there and say, I have God living in me. Come on right now. I have God. Exactly. Now, isn't that amazing? How many think we don't look like we have God living in us? So let's not even go there. Okay. <laughs> of course we do. Now, when the Holy Spirit came, what did he bring with him? He brought with him a lot of things. I can't cover most of them, but I want to give you a little sample. We put this on an iPhone kind of app a few years ago. Brett did up in our, our uh, media ministry. Here, watch this. Number one, he assures me. You see, the real you is spiritual. The Holy Spirit lives in us, and sometimes we're unsure of our salvation. By the way, you might be unsure of your salvation because you've never really been saved. Well, Pastor Mark, I came down to the altar. Well, when was that? Uh, 12 years ago. Have you been in church? Are you growing spiritual? Do you read the Bible? Well, no, no, no. I got my papers. I'm going to heaven. Uh, no, no, no. You see, there has to be a change in your life. Repentance is to be different, transformed. So we need to be assured of our salvation. Number two, the Holy Spirit is known as the teacher. Now, who's your teacher tonight? This young, good-looking, tall... Why are you laughing? You hurt my feelings. I'm just a guy. You know who's teaching you tonight? The Holy Spirit. And what we've been praying for, for weeks, all of our people, is this. As you go through this, you're going to see some things that the Holy Spirit wants to do. I want to skip right down to enlightens me. We're praying like this young man, this teenager in the first service. I finally get Christmas. It's about Jesus Christ and accepting him. See, the one that opens your eyes spiritually is not me. It's the Holy Spirit. Now, let's keep the one just in front of that reminds me. The older you get, the more that's worth. Those young people quit laughing because you're going to get there. Now, comforts me. In the last few weeks, as normal, we've had many, many people die. And our pastors go and they officiate at the funerals. They go to the people's homes. They counsel them. They minister to them. We do as much as we can, but who's the real comforter? It's the Holy Spirit. You see, when the funeral's over and you go back to your home and that child's room that was filled with life is not there, or the spouse you've slept next to for a long time, empty on that side of the bed, a human can't comfort you. But God, the Holy Spirit, can comfort you. That's a gift he gives all of us. Next, he guides me. Every one of us need direction in our life. Every single one of us. We simply don't know how to do life. But God directs us through the word of God. He gives us wisdom. He shows us how to do life right. And sometimes I just don't know how to pray. 
the situation is so dire. I don't know what to do, but the Holy Spirit helps me pray. And last, I love this, because what we're in is a spiritual warfare. The person that blinds your eyes to the truth I'm talking about tonight is none other than Satan. He's real. He's the devil. It's not a Halloween deal. He's out to steal and kill and destroy. And so I have the ability to say no to temptation. Now, there's a danger without God living in us. If you're not a Christian, you're doing life alone with your own wisdom and your own talents. Eventually, you'll discover that never works. You were not created to do life alone. You end up being frustrated, empty, and searching for meaning. Now, there's one more amazing gift that God brings. When Jesus came, his salvation brought us the last gift, and this is called eternal life. What is eternal life? What does the word eternal even mean? It means forever, forever. If I say to you tonight, a hundred trillion years, does it mean anything to you? Not to me. I don't get it. You see, when Jesus Christ came, Paul wrote it simply like this. Look at it, Romans 6.23. For the wages of sin, the result of sin is death. Death is simply separation. Separation from God. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. You see, when we mention even the word death, we don't like to think about it. But our newspapers are filled with it. We all experience it in many different ways during a year. Death is a a fact for everyone. You see, There comes a point that you, guaranteed, will die. Now, we do everything we can do to live longer, and that's right. All kinds of things, medicines and health and exercise, it's good. And I just saw an article in the USA Today yesterday, I thought it was great. It gave the cities with the shortest and longest life expectancy in the United States. Here it is. The average expectancy in the United States now is 78.7 years. In other words, some of you are way along from that. Some of you are already over it. You're on borrowed time, baby, right now. Many of us are getting closer. Woo, we're edging up. But here's what I thought. They gave us the second longest life expectancy in the United States in metropolitan areas. You know where the second city is? Florida. It's in Marco, Naples, Marco Island, Florida. Life expectancy, 82.4. Now, I know what some of you are writing right now. I'm moving to Marco tomorrow morning. Well, how many years are you going to get when you move there? Well, you're going to get maybe four years. Then what? Then what? Where are you? It's not about your neighbor. Where are you going to spend eternity? Pastor Mark taught today about how completely ordinary Jesus' birth was. You were reminded that Jesus' coming was, in fact, a demonstration of God the Father's generosity toward mankind. You learned that just as the price God paid to redeem men and women was infinitely high, entrance to His kingdom requires complete surrender on your part. Nothing less is good enough. 
There's so much to learn from Pastor Mark's current series, so be sure to join us again. In the meantime, we'd like to offer you a CD copy of today's message for your own archives or for you to share with friends and family. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on Order a Message at the top of the page. There you'll be asked for the mailing information and be sure to include today's date. Each CD costs $5 to cover materials and shipping. Again, to order your CD copy, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Next time, Pastor Mark will complete his teaching, God's greatest gift to us. He will teach about God's requirement, perfection, to achieve entrance into heaven. You'll learn about the importance of God's grace and your acceptance of that grace. You'll see how easy it is to get into God's kingdom from his perspective and the terrible price he paid for you to get in. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through this message God's greatest gift to us. That's next time on Lessons for Living. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.